As a host today, I want to introduce Anita Bodner, the Chief of Staff at Mind Valley and an OKR coach. We want to talk uh, today about engagement of employees, especially during these tough times, and how to implement the OKR framework successfully in any organization. Anita, could you please introduce yourself? Of course. Um, I mean, you've done a really good job introducing me. So uh, I, I work in Mind Valley. Uh, I've been there for the past uh, two years. And I consider myself really lucky to be able to bring the OKR framework uh, into our organization to align everyone to the big vision that we have in Mind Valley, which is uh, shifting the consciousness of humanity. Uh, and in the beginning, so before going into Mind Valley, I was working as a change management consultant for a software company in, uh, in the APAC region, mostly in Malaysia and Singapore. Um, and before that, I was uh, heading HR for different um, uh, software as a service organizations in Scandinavia. So that's, that's kind of more or less my, my background. And I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of the OKR system. I have my own company as well. Uh, besides, this is like my, my weekend, my evening hustle. But I really enjoy working with small and mid-sized companies. And um, yeah, that's about it. What else would you like to know? <laughs> wow, that's impressive. I mean, it's, it's your passion. Yeah? That's, that's, I think, the most important um, I, I think one of the hot topics at the moment is engagement. And I, I would like to ask you, how do you engage your teams as an HR leader at Mind Valley when everyone works from home, Anita? Mm. It's, a, it's a tough question and it's a million dollar question, right? Um, so one of the things we've also realized, um, this is something that we were lacking in the beginning when, when COVID hit. Because a lot of our, our company culture is around connecting physically in a, in a space that we have in Mind Valley. So even for us, it's been a really big challenge because uh, I don't know if you know, Dirk, but our, our office space was regarded um, as one of the top office spaces in the world by Inc. Magazine last year. So we create these spaces for people to connect and we give each other a lot of hugs. Um, we have our own hall where we're doing these uh, company reports every single week where people and teams can share about what they have been, um, what kind of success they have experienced in the past week. So even for us, it's been a challenge and, and turning it into something more online has been has been uh, one of our key focuses since um, since last quarter. So one of the first things that we did, um, we have uh, we have our CHRO uh, and we have uh, someone else in the team who, who is uh, involved in events, but now she's she's actually helping us in HR and we created um, uh, like a champion group. And we have weekly cadences called um, Mind Valley Love, where we connect and, and talk about what are the new things that we can do to increase the engagement online. So one of the first things that, that we, we figured was all our meetings, um, when it comes to leadership meetings or executive meetings, they start with, with connection. So Zoom is a really good tool to accelerate that connection because we have this tool, the, the breakout rooms. So we send people in, in, in different breakout rooms of three to four people. And then we ask them different questions, what they're grateful for today, uh, or even just generally for them to check in on how they've been doing personally, professionally, um, 
in general. And then afterwards, we're trying to, so another thing that, that I started to include into our leaders meeting, for example, is before we end, so after all the agendas, before we end, we have a space of five to 10 minutes where we can share about the celebrations um, and, and who we are actually grateful for in the team. And it actually gives such an amazing feeling after that meeting, like you, you leave this meeting and you feel this, you maybe you have been recognized or you had the, uh, the chance to recognize someone and bring love to someone in the team. And it just, it just makes things, um, we feel so much more connected. Uh, so, so that's one of the things. Uh, so another, another thing is definitely culture days. And um, for example, we're pretty famous for the love week in, in Mind Valley. The love week is, is an entire week during Valentine's time uh, that we used to do physically in an office. So everyone has, has an angel and the angel does not necessarily have to reveal themselves and they bring some kinds of gifts uh, to, to the person that they're uh, being the angel for. And right now we're actually in the discussion, how are we going to do this um, offline? But when it comes to Christmas party, for example, we, we merge it together with our weekly, uh, weekly awesomeness report, which is designed to, for teams to share about their successes. And then we had um, like a very Christmas edition slide deck with celebrations with the people who were the most recognized based on votes. Uh, last uh, last year, and we also we also have someone uh, who is a Zumba teacher, and then she 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 created um, a special Christmas edition Zumba class for all of us, and we were dancing. You know, all our cam- cameras were on, so we try to, to some. I just gave some examples, but in to summarize, we create space in our day to day meetings and flows for people to connect. And also we make sure that we don't just get rid of the culture days and all the things that we used to do in a physical space just because of COVID. We try to recreate them online. Mm. Wow, impressive. So you have to actually be very creative and uh, yeah, create new tools and new ways how to engage with people uh, also overseas. And at the moment, I think you are in Barcelona. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, and your colleagues are worldwide, everywhere. Uh, I assume. So, even now, I think um, you have to be more creative as an HR leader. Uh, it comes uh, to the next question: uh, What HR trends do you see in 2021 and in the upcoming years, Anita? Um. Actually, I was thinking hmm, for this question. I'm not sure about the trend, but what I'm seeing is is becoming really important for us to look into is employment statuses and how do we how do we create an employment status that allows people to work remote and live wherever they want to live? Because I think COVID was a really an interesting. Um, test for us to see how productive we can be when working remote and I think for a lot of a lot of the companies for us in Mind Valley for sure um, it really drove us to optimize our processes a lot more and then we had this space of few months where we looked into okay how can we make our processes more aligned what kind of tools can we use to um, for better performance 
And now that we got there, and also with the OKR framework, where everyone's goals and priorities are aligned and they are in a, in a centralized place, it actually gives us opportunity to live remote. Uh, and we can see a big rise of people and employees uh, in Malaysia and Estonia who have that uh, need. They want to think about the future of, of you know, going remote or, or going back to their families because bear in mind, we're from 63 different countries um, in Mind Valley for 350 people. And then our main offices are in Malaysia and, and Estonia. Um, but then one of the, the biggest challenges is that is, is you know, the, the, the employment, um, the rules, the taxation. So that's something that a lot of us are raising. Uh, also some, some sort of like information security wise. Mm -hmm. So what, what are the things that if, if your employment status changes from full-time to remote, what are the things that you can access company-wide? Um, you know, what systems can you use? So these are all burning questions for us to look into, at least in, in, in uh, Mind Valley. And I'm, th I'm sure that a lot of other companies are now dealing with this. Okay, okay, very interesting. You just also mentioned the OKR framework. Um, I'm very curious, how did you implement the OKR framework at Mind Valley? And what is the progress now in your experience or also the experience of your teams and employees? Mm. So how we started implementation, it was January 2019, so two years ago. And when I exactly when I joined Mind Valley. So the way we started was was step by step. So we started at the very bottom or the very top, sorry. Mm -hmm. So vision, mission, and and the big hairy audition goal. Where are we going? Why are we going there? And how are we going to get there? And then we broke it down into company-wide OKRs. And in the beginning, for the first quarter, we only looked at the company-wide main goals. And then from quarter to quarter, um, we went down into teams. So we broke down the company-wide OKRs into team OKRs. And for us, team OKRs, um, so we didn't look at departmental OKRs, but we went straight down into teams. And for us in Mind Valley, we work in micro teams, which means that we have um, you know, three to five people in, in one team. So that means we have like 55 different teams. Mm -hmm. So when we started breaking down company OKRs to teams, um, I insisted we stay on the level of, of team OKRs for a while until our teams got into the written and into the, the behavior of, of OKRs and they've learned how to create really powerful goals. So it's actually interesting because it was only last quarter, so Q4 2020, when I felt that our process um, around OKRs and teams adoption is so high and, and the, the, the quality of our goals are really strong as well. That's when we, we believe that it was time for us to break team OKRs down to personal ones. So that's how the journey is, has been going. I'm really looking at now um, this next year, the optimization of the process. And to me, my goal was from the get-go to get Mindvalley um, to adopt OKR fully. But you know, different people mean different things about adoption. To me, what I can see, it's not only about 
having 100% of the teams or individuals having OKRs. To me, it's about looking at the data um, and seeing how fast, like how early in a quarter can we get to that 100%. So for example, in the past quarter, we had, um, I, I looked at the data and we only had the 100% adoption by the fourth week of the quarter. So which means it still takes us one month to get everyone do what, what is needed to do to, to have powerful goals in alignment with the company. So I want to look into the process and reduce that because with OKRs, it's like a lot of different things, right? It's the process, it's the, it's the leadership, uh, like how they're adopting it, how they're using it. Because what you wanna do as, as, the, as someone who's leading that initiative is you want for, for the leaders to know what you know, what's in your head and, and replicate that. So for me, that's the that's the next step. So, so for the leadership to adopt the same way of thinking um, and improve quality of the goals, and for me to reduce the time they have to hustle with it. Okay, interesting. So you, as an OKR coach, you have been working with a lot of uh, companies. You you mentioning also small companies, medium company size companies, and also big organization worldwide. Uh, what is your experience? Uh, do you recommend the OKR frame, framework for any uh, company in uh, in any kind of industry, or uh, does or, and, and does it depend really on the size of the company to Im to uh, to implement the OKR framework? What is your experience there, Anita? So any industry, yes, I would recommend. I don't see any reason why not. I work with companies from many, many different industries. And in terms of if everyone should implement it, I really doubt. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. So especially companies that, um, that have a very low hierarchy and they already have a certain culture where Anyone, like any employee can text their CEOs, you know, directly. That's a good indication for the OKR framework to work. Because for some companies to, to kind of shift that mindset of the employees in the OKR framework can, can suggest their bottom-up OKRs and they can suggest and define how they're going to be contributing to company-wide objectives. So that to shift that mindset in a company where there's no such culture would be much, much, much more difficult. So they would end up kind of using OKRs um, or calling, calling the system, um, uh, like referring that they're using OKRs, but it's actually KPI system. Mm. So, so I, think, um, I think I wouldn't recommend it for everyone, but for, for, for the, the, if the leadership team is really strongly um, so OKRs won't change a culture like that, but it will accelerate it. So mm -hmm. if you already have some kind of initiatives around, around the low hierarchy culture um, and you would like to implement OKRs to accelerate that, that's a good idea. But OKRs, the system won't change that culture in itself necessarily. 